Hello, my name is Carlos Lopez, and I want to welcome you to Magicians Without Borders Conversations. Today, we've got episode 43. We're calling it Our Friends from India Part 2. On this episode, I get to sit down with Tom Werner and our friends from India, Kalyani and Danajay, with whom we had a great talk about their project that was born out of our collaboration. It's called Learning Beyond, a wonderful camp with at-risk youth in India. It's a great, great uh, stories and uh, just enjoy it. Sit back and relax and enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to Magicians Without Borders Conversations, episode 43. We're so glad that you're here with us now or listening later to the podcast. We're going to do our second part of our Friends from India, a recording with Dan and Jay and, and Kalyani that's great and we're going to talk about something called Learning Beyond. But before we do, as always, I want to remind you that we've got something that you can support us with. You can um, uh, spread the voice if you are part of a remote team, you manage a remote team, or your company is in a remote environment. We have developed a great, great corporate magic show for virtual events and online meetings. It's a great way to enhance your um, your people's uh, well-being in this virtual environment so you can find more information uh, going to corporate.magicianswithoutborders.com you can see what we do and the clients that we've had but I want to show you a little bit uh, about what, what it's like Hello, my name is Carlos Lopez from Magicians Without Borders, and this is where we create our virtual magic show. We would love to have you. We have multiple cameras where we can see magic in different ways, even one for close-up. Let me take you there, and here you can see magic that's going to happen very, very close in front of your screen, and we would love to have you here with us. We've done this show over the last year for great companies like Waymo, YouTube, Google, and we would love to have you. We can deliver this show via Zoom, via Google Meet, Microsoft Teams, or WebEx, or any other communication platform. Looking forward to seeing you at the show. Bye-bye. So that's a great way that you can support us. And remember that the last Wednesday of every month, we have our mailbag episode. That means that we will get to answer your questions and comments. So please send them to our email podcast at magicianswithoutborders.com or tweet them at magicianswb. We would love to hear from you. You, you can suge suggest subjects or um, shows or magicians or stuff that you, you want us to talk about or if you want more information on our chapters, you can definitely ask that. So before we bring on Kalyani and Dunanjay, let's welcome Tom Berner so he can tell us a little bit more about why India is so important to us. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm very good, Carlos, very good, very good. It's a beautiful day up here in Vermont, and um, I'm happy to be here. I just wanted to say something about the mailbag, a theme that's sort of been running through um, the episodes, especially when we were talking with Michael Wald, and it was even there a little bit with uh, um, Don and Jay and Kalyani because of the um, mentoring aspect of their organization, Our Children, how they um, mentor these kids who live in orphanages, that if anybody who's listening to the podcast, if you have any mentor stories, like how a mentor was important in your life, or uh, thoughts about mentoring, um, we're going to be 
over the next few weeks, that theme of mentoring is going to come back um, into these conversations. And it's just feeling like a very important aspect of the work that um, Magicians Without Borders does. So uh, I see someone from India or who's visiting, I know, in the United States, Mina. Uh, hello. And Ram, who is one of the founders of our children. Welcome, welcome, Mina and Ram. Um, so if you have any stories of uh, mentoring, um, either your experience as a mentor or being mentored, we would really love to hear them. So, yes, awesome. I think that's that's a great subject, and yeah, we've touched on it in in, in a couple of episodes, and we're looking forward to touching uh, on that subject a little, a little bit more, and you know, maybe through a film that yeah, we we're trying to 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 get that together. Yeah, and discussing a film, I think that would be wonderful. And so, before we go to to Kaliani and Danjay to continue our yeah. story, can, can you tell us them a little bit why? Um, India is so important, so important to you, and 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 how you wanted to capture that, and you did in a wonderful uh, film yourself. Yeah, there's. Um, uh, I think part of part of uh, how India has become so important is because of the organization, our children. That we really, um, it's one of the countries where we have the strongest. Um, collaborative relationship with um, an NGO uh, in the country. And our children is an extraordinary one. And it's been so supportive uh, to Magicians Without Borders. And I think, as Kalyani and Don and Jay said last week, and we'll hear um, again uh, this week, um, we also have contributed to their work. And the uh, topic that we're going to be talking about this week um, with Don and Jay and Kaliani is Learning Beyond, a camp that uh, our children and magicians without borders created together. And it was really inspired by the campamentos that we created in El Salvador, and we've done weekend camps in Colombia, and um, we created this camp called Learning Beyond, and it has really grown, and um, it was, like I said, inspired by work we did, and uh, the, uh, Don and Jay, and Ram, and Kalyani, and Others from our children heard us talking about it, and they were doing these one-day wonderful things um, at the beach, and we at Oxa Beach, a beautiful, beautiful place, um, but we talked about doing something a little longer and where we would really teach magic and juggling and theater and art and all kinds of uh, creative activities where children could really uh, find, as we say at uh, Learning Beyond, that fire inside of themselves, nice. that individuality. So, I'm so so eager to hear that that from you and and and, and Kaliani and Donanji on the recording. But before we we go there, you you want to talk a little bit more about Jadu and what what that is and. And why yeah, we could we could sh show show this film. Uh, I mean, it was really meant to be a film um, to introduce uh, people to Magicians Without Borders, but it was filmed, um, and most of the images, I'd say ninety percent of the images, are uh, in India live. Uh, a filmmaker traveled with us, Dominic. And um, you'll hear a tabla player, uh, Marcus Wise, playing in the background uh, sometimes. Um, so a lot of it was filmed in India and um, our work with our children. 
and it's a little bit dated. It was just, as you'll see, when we were beginning teaching groups now that we have around the world. And uh, we had just started doing this in El Salvador, as you'll hear us say in the, in the movie. And jadu means magic in Hindi. And jadugar is uh, a magician. And um, that's where the title comes from. It's a, I love the word jadu. Um, and I sometimes get called Uncle Jadu. In, uh, <laughs> so, so uh, look and, and, okay. and, and we'll discuss a little bit and then we'll bring on Kalyani and Donjay. So, okay. here's Jadu, our first year's uh, teaching. Here it is. Okay. Okay, one, two, three, like that. And one. Two, three. Houdini once said, when I escape from my impossible situation, I think I inspire hope that the impossible is possible. My name is Tom Werner and I'm a magician. Seven or eight years ago, I started an organization called Magicians Without Borders. I started Magicians Without Borders because I think uh, magic is a wonderful way of bringing joy and happiness and hope to uh, refugee and orphan children around the world. And they tend to be many of the most forgotten. such a wonderful gift with people, but children in particular, because he uh, knows how to connect with them. I think a really wonderful part of this work is the fact that I get to do it together with uh, my wife, Janet. My stage name is La Fleur. A big part of what I do is before the show. I go out and do silly handshakes and improvise and play with the kids and they're kind of warmed up. We do three things. We have uh, the shows we do in refugee camps and orphanages. 25 countries, Somalia, Ethiopia, Sudan, all the countries of the former Yugoslavia, Thailand after the tsunami, Burma, and an Afghan refugee camp on the Iran-Afghan border. We were asked to create a magic show to teach refugee children about HIV. And we did that show for 150,000 refugees in West Africa. So the third thing we're doing is now going regularly to El Salvador and we're working with a group of kids there, training them to become magicians. A lot of the people that we perform for have very little. Many of them have lost their homes, lost a limb, and they've got a lot of reason to, I think, despair that they can never have what they've lost again. I really do believe that laughter heals. <laughs> Magic in a wild way is sort of filled with metaphors of hope. You take a rope and you cut it in half, and you put it back together again. We take a piece of paper and tear it into many pieces and it comes back into this 40-foot streamer of color. The folks we perform for, their lives seem very impossible to them. I try to inspire them to look at magic as something other than just tricks or just amusement and amazement, but that it can awaken 
a sense of hope that all of a sudden the impossible seems possible. Ready, ready, ready. Ready. So I, I feel that we're citizen diplomats, and that feels like a very important thing to do in the world at this time. Magic is a universal language. I don't speak Burmese, I don't speak Hindi or Arabic, but I do speak magic. And all children around the world speak magic. They all get it. Magicians only do three things, whether they're Chinese, Indian, African, European, South American. They make things appear, they make things disappear, and they make things change. They do it in a thousand different ways. But magic is universal, and everyone understands it. I don't have to say a word. I am a pilgrim and a stranger traveling through this worrisome land I've got a home in that yonder city And it's not, good Lord, it's not made by hands I got a mother, sister and a brother Such a wonderful film, Thomas. Yeah. It's, it, it, packs, it packs a lot in the six minutes. It's good. Yes. Uh, and I think it, it really conveys the message of, of the spirit of the education chapters that we now have. Right? How, yeah. how that discovery that magic is, is a universal language and then, then, then you can you know, transfer that to somebody else that can you know, have that um, power to, um, to generate wonder and awe. I think it's 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 great, uh, and I think it, it's the perfect segue to to talk a little bit more about the camps that you did in India. So, anything you want to add before we bring them on? Well, I just wanted to say a little thing about Jadu, um, uh, the film. What um, you don't know just from watching it is that some of those shows were scheduled, like in. Um, orphanages or schools or for children of commercial sex workers that that one um, in the beginning but some of those shows like the very opening one where I'm doing those coins across thing mm -hmm. that Divernon routine um, that was a spontaneous show they were just all guys who were selling things on the street and they just came together mm -hmm. And we ended up uh, do, doing a show. And there's um, another couple. Oh, those women who are, when, that I pull the flowers out of their ears yeah. and that sort of, that was just a group of people who um, I stopped and we started doing a show for them. So what's wonderful about India is it seems that people are very willing um to be entertained and to stop. And there's always people around to uh, do magic for. So that's another reason I really love being there. As far as learning beyond, mm -hmm. learning beyond, um, I forget uh, exactly what Don and Jay and are we going to show that little movie again about uh, learning beyond? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so um, let, let's gonna introduce everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're going to talk. You're going to you guys talked about everything and then we show the, the videos explaining it. Yeah. Uh, just try to summarize uh, learning beyond Tom. How would you summarize learning beyond in two words? Um, can I use four words? <laughs> learning and laughing in a beautiful, safe place. Um, <laughs> Five words. Five words. <laughs> awesome. So we're going to get to to learn a little bit more about that with um, this recording that we did a couple of weeks ago. So please enjoy, and we'll be back to wrap this up.
Okay, Tom. I will be here. Learning beyond. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How many learning beyonds have there been? Uh, we, we, are, we, we started in 2014. That was our first one. Mm. And uh, if you recollect, uh, we were sitting here and having a cup of coffee. And then I was talking to you about your program in El Salvador. I think you were yeah. conducting mm -hmm. some program. And yeah. then we talked that why can't we have the similar kind of program here? And then we worked out detail and then we approached different uh, resource people like uh, theater and uh, you. I think you talked to our friend uh, from Afghanistan. Oh, also okay. from Zach. Yeah. And then we started the program with uh, in 2014 with about uh, yeah yeah Tom. Uh, part of the inspiration for me was not just what we call Campamento in El Salvador, but uh, Carlos, uh, something our children does, which is really uh, an amazing operation. Uh, they deal with so many folks like the children's, the mega children's meat dance uh, competition. Um, they also, um, at the end of the year, I think that was in May, um, you would bring a, every institution to a place called Aksa Beach. Was that in May, June? May, immediately after our personal program. Yeah. Um, and it was just such a, uh, we had started um, working with the, the girls and boys initially at Prerna and um, this wonderful organization that's trying to, you know, deal with second generation sexual uh, trafficking. And um, our children would bring a busload of kids from uh, from an orphanage to Oxa Beach. And we would be there with the kids from Prerna. And these kids would stay for about a 24-hour time period. And then they would go, another bus would arrive and they'd go back on that. Is that how it worked? I mean, um, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And so there was, it was just a perfect kind of magic teaching situation where the magician students were there and a new audience arrived every day. <laughs> and so we'd be working on a trick and we'd walk up the trail to, usually at 11 o'clock in the morning before lunch. And we would do a magic show for the children and then go back to where we were learning and teaching magic and talk about what worked and what didn't work and what mistakes they made or what they did really well and work on it. And then we'd have another audience, you know, the next day to, to practice yeah. and to integrate the feedback. It was just perfect. I, I, I've never had a teaching situation like we did at Oxa Beach. And besides it being a perfect teaching situation, it was right on the water in this amazing garden, like about a, a I don't know, a 50-acre garden. <laughs> flowers and beach. Yeah. Uh, trees and, and trees and bungalows and trails through the, uh, it was, it was just, Amazing, and then unfortunately, the man who uh, was running the place—it was originally a place for nurses, right, to get some R and R. This man's father had set it up. Johnson, what was his name? Um, Khan. Taler Khan. Yeah, and uh, he had set it up for nurses to come there and just get some rest and relaxation. It was a wonderful wonderful place and then our children developed a relationship and then he died and the family i guess it just got complicated and um that's that wasn't happening but that was part of the inspiration for me 
mm. of learning beyond to somehow yeah. offer what we were offering to the girls at Prerna to a hundred children and then of yeah. course to yeah. 50 children but then of course don and jay wanted it to be 100 <laughs> children and now 300 children over three weeks which is just fantastic you know it's great so that, that's the beginning of learning beyond so what is learning beyond how would you guys describe it how would you describe it kalyani well learning beyond was a it i would describe it as a magical you know magical moments for the children where they where they discovered their inner self they got an opportunity to do things which they would they or learn things or be exposed to things which they they didn't do in their you know in their daily life and uh, they got to uh, they got to learn it was, they got to learn something which they had never heard or maybe seen before and it was like it was so it was like very exciting for them that they could you know master something like uh, some magic a magic trick they could master or they could uh, you know do juggling and it it would give them such a sense of achievement of confidence which uh, did wonders to them yeah so for the children residing in child care institutions only thing they had was studies you know beyond that there was nothing so this name that's how it came up learning beyond that means it's something there's nothing there's no learning it's beyond your normal education thing that's what the whole idea was beyond starting learning beyond and uh, uh, in learning beyond idea is not the idea of learning beyond was not to make them a big magician or a big mime artist so that was not the idea idea is to entertain them to educate them and to empower them and we feel that uh, this goal is uh, to some extent is already achieved in last uh, five or six years that we are having learning beyond like demand has gone up so much to learning beyond that uh, now it is request is coming up from different places to organize such camps uh, i think tom visited in gujarat uh, after our last camp if you remember and that was a very very good experience for all of us the, the children were so excited they had never seen such kind of a programs ever so we had a wonderful time there and then now requests are coming from different places from india india as you know is a very large country from Orissa, Calcutta, different places requests are coming. So, Tom, you be prepared for conducting many more sets. <laughs> yeah, the one, the one in Gujarat. I, I really hope uh, we do that again. You know, if we do it in Kolkata or you know uh, somewhere Orissa. else, that's all right. But definitely Gujarat. I know. You have a wonderful personal connection to Gujarat. Uh, but Carlos, this bus, we got off mm -hmm. the train and got on a bus and we took the bus and the roads kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> and finally, we were going down what felt like a walking trail in the mm -hmm. bus and we couldn't go any further and the bus stopped. And then up the road came these children with masks and they made masks for us and threw color all over us. And it was just amazing. And we had a, wow. wonderful, a wonderful week there with these, with these children. It was, um, what, tell me again what that place was. Sarvodaya. Sarvodaya. The name is Sarvodaya. And what what is the mission of that particular organization? They work with uh, it's uh, ashrams where children maybe they may be having parents also, but they don't have educational facility. So a lot of children they on a Gandhian principle they try to oh, work right. there. Yeah, because um, there, okay. there were schools there, but or they would come from other schools uh, that didn't yes. have yeah. 
so I want to I want to put a video on that, that that illustrates a little bit more about Learn Beyond, and then we'll try and find some pictures of that. Okay. Okay. Let me let me let me know if this is the video. Oh yeah. looks wonderful it looks wonderful and and uh, look i think these are some pictures from there is that right yes yes, yes. so when you envisioned this what was the you know the 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 reality versus expectations of you know when you when you envisioned it and when you actually did it and that can be for you know don and jay or kalyani yeah yeah, actually, we, when, I mean, when we envisioned it, we did have some concerns as to, uh, you know, about the facilities at the camp. They were very, very basic, like, uh, you know, sleeping in, the, in bamboo huts, and maybe there'd be some rats and frogs along, you know, jumping around. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was no hot water. I mean, there were no geysers. There was no hot water. And it could be a little cold in November, in uh, October, November. It tends, tended to be a little cold in the morning. Food, mm -hmm. we were a little worried about the food, whether it would be too spicy, too oily. And, uh, and also about, uh, you know, about communicating. Would the children be able to understand and to be able to follow? Mm -hmm. These were our concerns. Okay. But after concerns, when the programs uh, got over, we found that the children were so excited. Tom, do you remember how girls were crying at the end of the program last day for oh going God. back each year? Yeah. They used to cry like, uh, like 
they, 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 just, <laughs> they didn't want to go back and they were just crying away. Yeah. I mean, the, the kids, um, I think like, like um, Kalyani was saying in the beginning that I think they, um, two things really happened. What Don and Jay just said, they just connected with each other and they got to leave the institution and spend five or six days in a beautiful and safe place where they could walk around and feel free and safe. And the place, it, it was basic in terms of certain things. But again, it was a really beautiful place, especially the Marilee. <clears throat> that that place, uh, the food was delicious, and there was always enough of it. And the kids amazed me; they could eat a mountain of rice. I, <laughs> these children who weigh about forty pounds—they eat twenty pounds of rice. It's just amazing, and the food was terrific. Um, but they really became closer to other children they made new friends they had a chance to spend time with their old friends in a new place but the big thing i think was what kalyani said was often the first magic class there was always a couple of students who couldn't even open their mouth they couldn't even say something, you know, let alone do, they couldn't even say their name hardly. They were so shy and so scared. And by the end of the week, they're doing a magic trick and telling a story and standing up in front of people. I think it changed some of those kids' lives. You know? It just, it was amazing the difference at the end of the camp, you know, how confident and how, they could uh, they could perform in front of a large audience. It was amazing. I mean, it's yeah. just the word that I use is amazing. The way that you know the confidence that they got in themselves that was most important. Yeah. Mm. After, after they went back to the respective organizations. Oh yeah. Uh, they. I mean, what we used to do, we could invite not a large number from each place. Suppose there are hundred children at one place, we could invite only five or six or so. So the remaining ninety-five. 95 boys or girls didn't get a chance to see this. So they used to show what they learned. And then we, even when some visitors coming or a guest coming to their place, they used to show magic or juggling. And all the donors of those respective places or the management team of those institutions were very, very impressed by this. And it was they, all around the year, this program used to go on. In fact, uh, we also gave them like, uh, we had a slacklining program last year. So we mm -hmm. donated slacklining to them. Then mm -hmm. now they are trying to, it goes on around the year as well. Mm -hmm. Like completely they're starting a miming classes, which we started. Mm -hmm. Even Malcolm, which we have seen here. So a lot of institutions have taken clue from that and they run this thing around the year. It is a very, very positive thing which has come out of them. Uh, yeah. Uh, some of them have also become a professional, like Priyanka. Tom, uh, you remember, she could perform magic under, uh, as a uh, professional also and could earn some little bit money also by performing such things. So there are other things which came out came out of this uh, learning beyond camp. Yeah, that's very good. I that's forgot. Good. I forgot the, um, what you reminded me of, Don and Jay. That Priyanka. not only did they have a good experience during those five or six days. Yes. But when they went back to their respective institutions, yes. there was a kind of increased sense of being leaders, you know, yes. whether it was yes. entertaining for donors or putting on yes. little shows or, um, yeah, I, I think that's yeah. another, you know, uh, aspect or benefit of learning beyond. You know? And it's inspired yeah. the other children. I mean, there were other children who were, who wanted to come for the camp so the you know they all now after hearing from them after seeing what the children do what their friends have, are doing they many children are inspired to come for the camp and they all you know want uh, really uh, 
uh, beg their uh, the teachers that we want to go, we want to go. Yeah. And, and there's always be a competition amongst them to come for the camp, like some of the children, and they could influence their people who were selecting, and twice or thrice they used to come, and other people, children were not getting uh, it. That also used to happen sometimes. Yeah, it became, uh, you know, an inspiration for kids to do because some institution says you can't go unless you do really well in school or unless you mm -hmm. do this or that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. kids, uh, you know, I think it inspired some kids to do better so they would get chosen next year to go to. Yeah. yeah. I used to feel so sad and relieved, as I have to say, when I'd see that picture that's up there on the screen of the um, of the taxis leaving, you know, um, yeah. I both felt sad and oh, <laughs> they were very intense. Learning beyond weeks, you know, you were uh, working from early morning to late at night, and uh, but it was sad seeing the kids were sad, we were sad uh, to see that. Uh, the back of that uh, taxi leaving, you know. Uh, if I if I asked you, uh, Kalyani and Dananjay, uh, what do you think that this does for India? What would you What would you answer? Uh, what I would say, I mean, like we are we as an NGO. We are uh, like we are you know, in a small way. We are touching a few lives, and uh, but we hope that you know these children when they grow up, they will be empowered to help others mm. to come out of difficult situations, and hopefully it will grow. More. Awesome, thank you. How about you, Dan and Jay? What do you think this kind of programs do for India? Uh, actually, I mean, we have been, uh, this program has been helping a lot to children because one thing that they never had experienced this kind of uh, programs ever. And so wherever we had gone, we were welcomed with open arms, including the management of all these uh, institutions who conduct this program and we've given the best of the facility in long run i think this is going to help to empower these children to the amount of confidence we find that after the program they're attending the program they get as tom rightly mentioned that when they come for the first time they're even hesitant to speak out and at the end just for three days they come out with the performing 15 minutes magic hmm. in fact for friends uh, who had visited this uh, our learning beyond program was telling me that in uh, high-end schools in Mumbai, the children would not learn these kind of things in one month. And they they just learn in five hours time, whatever has been taught in the, the, the performance. So it was a very, very encouraging thing for us that uh, our children are doing so well. And maybe this would take them ahead in life also. And they can do well in life. And then they can come back and give to the society again. That's what we are aiming at. I think that what Don and Jay said in the beginning, and I never, I have to say, at first, I, I wasn't so keen about the name Learning Beyond. Somehow it didn't connect with me in initially, you know. But when I saw it in action, it really was learning beyond it was learning beyond at least in two ways you know it was learning beyond maybe the way ordinary education goes in india and goes in the united states for that matter you know like people sit there and they have to do reading writing and arithmetic and blah blah blah, blah like that but playing quote unquote you don't learn by playing well that's how children learned uh, in many ways they learn that's work that's their work to play seriously and i think if they go beyond the regular way education is done but if you could put that picture those last pictures that you had and that candle 
we've come up with, uh, Aliani and I have a little routine that we do at the opening of Learning Beyond. And it in some ways is summed up by those two little candles there that we really talk about this fire that's inside of each of those children. And the fire can go out if they say, oh, I can't do that, or I'm not as good as so-and-so, or I'll never be able to, all, all those negative voices will put that fire out. But what Learning Beyond does is not only lights that fire in some children where there is no fire, but it really kindles that fire and makes it grow brighter. And I think, you know, it probably doesn't touch every child who's there, but if we have a hundred children and 10 of them, you know, are really inspired uh, and it changes some way they think about themselves. That to me is a really big deal, you know, and um, uh, you're never going to touch everybody. But um, I think in the Jewish book, the Talmud, it says if you save one life, you've saved the world in some way, you know, and um, I think our children does that every day and learning beyond is just one, you know, one of the programs that they do that, um, you know, changes the lives of, of these children. And in the movie, um, I love that you included weddings that, um, uh, the yeah. people from our children, Don and Jay and Kalyani and Ram and, Ravi and uh, they they are often principals at the weddings of these children. That's who they want at their wedding. They want these people who have been there with them since they were three years old and now they're 25 years old and getting married. And uh, that's a testament to how important our children is that at this weddings, as you probably know, Carlos, are very, very magnificent events. Even a poor wedding in India is a magnificent event. And it's one of the biggest days of a, uh, a person's life. And they won Don and Jay and Kalyani. And they are. I think so that to take this forward, uh, we have a group home where girls. Uh, completing over 18 years. What, they have to move out of these uh, institutions where they're residing. And so they had, a lot of time they had a problem as to where do I go now? I've completed 18 and where, where do I go? I don't have anyone else to go. We started a, a concept of a group home where about five or six girls stay together as a family. And condition is that she should be an orphan. That means she should be without father or mother. And she should be working because they have to their day to day expenses, they, they collect money and they spend it. So they should be working. And we encourage them to study as well. So this is one person has the house sector in suburbs of Mumbai, Eastern suburb and one of the western suburb. So there are about currently about eleven girls are residing in these two group homes. And the question is coming up to it. In fact, maybe once this lockdown it opens up, we may open one more group home. Maybe number will drop to 18 people. Now, when they reach age of 20, 21, 22, 23, then they, when they want to get married, normally here in India, there's a concept of a kanyadan, there's a ritual called kanyadan. That means parents they give their daughter to the son in law. That's what the ritual is. So mm -hmm. for the almost of, I think, seven to eight girls, they wanted us to perform that kanyadan ceremony as, as their parents. And if it was our real, we were fortunate we could perform Canadian for these seven to eight girls during all the years. It was wonderful feeling to do that. Yeah. That's wonderful. So it, it, we've talked about, you know, the work that you do, and we see the impact that it has, not only on the directly on the children that, are, that, that attend, but on, on, on a bigger scale, on their communities, their families. 
and, 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 and you know the place where they live and how how important that is for India so a how can people if somebody that's listening wants to support our children how can they do that so uh, support like how do we first how do we reach out to them basically we are low profile organization we our aim is to focus uh, on a smaller group not not to enlarge in a very large way but to do a concentrated work that's what we have been doing and our donors are known by over a period of time like one donor this year then they are donor for permanently like for 35 years some of the donors are donating for our program and we reach out to them that they are not very active on uh, social media but that is what probably we need to learn maybe because we need to learn from you as well to go about uh, increasing the presence on the this type of the social media and then maybe we can reach out to more people and it could have a more impact uh, on a different passage. similar things could be started in here as well yeah so if, if anybody that's listening and wants to support our children you can get in touch with us we'll get you in touch with Danjay and Kalyani and figure out a way that you can support them so this has been wonderful I've, I've learned a lot I loved seeing all those uh, different connections and how the programs that you uh, three and others have been involved in and, and to see them grow and to see them continue. It's just wonderful. Uh, and uh, I wanted to end with a, with a question that we ask all of our, of our guests. And uh, you can answer it first, Kalyani, and then Dan and Jay. Uh, so do you think, uh, Kalyani, that you are a different person because of the social work you do? And if so, in what way? Yes, definitely. It gives me a lot of satisfaction. It gives me satisfaction mm -hmm. that if I can reach out to somebody, it, uh, it's, it's uh, personally, I always feel that it's, we are selfish because it gives us pleasure. We do these things and uh, it gives me immense satisfaction. Hmm. And uh, by you know touching lives, it helps me to be maybe a better person. It helps me to uh, value what I have. Hmm. Very powerful. Thank you for sharing. How about you, Don and Jay? Do you think you're a different person because of the social work that you do? And if so, so what way? First thing, Carlos, what I would like to say is that uh, I would not call this as whatever I'm doing, I would not like to call it as social work. I think it is our social responsibility. I don't think I'm doing social work at all. I'm doing to, fulfilling, trying to fulfill my uh, responsibility towards the society, what I have got from the society. And uh, so uh, I, I'm, I feel what I've gained much more by doing this, all these programs, then what I could possibly have given. Like I've got wonderful friends like Tom. It's only because of uh, our activities in, uh, in uh, our children. That's how we came in. So we have, I consider myself to be fortunate to get this kind of opportunity to work with so many people, so many children. So I have to thank God for giving me this opportunity. Mm. 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 Thank you for sharing. And Tom, any last words you want to say before we wrap this up? When when Donna Jay was just talking, you know, and saying it's not so much what it's done for him, but it's a responsibility, you know. And I was reminded of something, uh, Greta Thunberg, that young teenager from, from Scandinavia, who I heard her say the other day, um, I don't want you to feel hopeful. I don't want you to, I want you to panic that the world is burning up. I want you to feel responsible for the world. I don't want you to feel hopeful. I want you to, and it was very strong what she said. And I think, I think I feel inspired by Don and Jay and Kalyani and the work that um, our children does and I love being part of it and what they said about always feeling like 
I get more than I give. I, I know that's kind of a cliche, but it's really, really true uh, that doing this work, people say, oh, you're such a hero and you go here. And it, it's just not like that. It's not like my experience of it is what a privilege uh, to do this. And uh, it gives me so much. And I'm so grateful to you too and for all the things, the way you welcome me, the way you work me, which I love. And um, thank you very, very much for all these fantastic years. And is there any chance that there might be a learning beyond this year? Probably not, huh? It's you don't know, we'll wait and see. Hopefully, we can do it. But uh -huh. let's see. We'll do it. Yeah, when, when do you think you might be able to make it? It's the problem with this damn pandemic is the uncertainty, you know. That's yes, been the word all year. Oh, well, yes, you can't plan because, yeah, you don't know. The pandemic has a mind of its own, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. But I promise you, if uh, I have nothing planned for uh, Diwali on, you know, uh, because I hope to come to India. Um, and if it happens, I'll be there with with bells on, okay? And uh, Tom, if uh, the flights open up, uh, I will try to visit towards this uh, month end. If the flights open up, then I would also like to come. When when might that be? You mean again this, when this it month, opens up? This month and maybe this month and June month. Oh, fantastic! Okay. And, nice. and my family will be visiting uh, uh, your place also. Uh, about fifteen or twenty of them will be coming. There. <laughs> okay. To your yeah. 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 All pretty right. Sure, I, uh, cool. We'll uh, we'll start making uh, food. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, this has been wonderful. Thank you, Kalyani and Dananjay, for for this uh, time. It was amazing to hear the stories from you, and and your work is very inspiring. And uh, I mean, we we we're happy that Magicians Without Borders is, you know, in this great partnership with you. And we hope that this partnership continues on for a long, long time. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, thank you Carlos. Ah, such a great conversation, Tom. Such a great conversation. <laughs> Are you still making the food for them? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. You know, that he said maybe the end of June, and that's very soon. Um, but that that would be I just love those people, and it's amazing the work they do and what we do together. And there's Mina again, uh, saying how much she enjoyed watching Dan and Jay and Kalyani. And um, so I really, really do hope um, it made me homesick for India and for learning beyond. And if it happens, we'll do it. Um, uh, so it's it's one of the great partnerships that Magicians Without Borders has. And we've just done so much work together in India over these 20 years. And uh, I hope to get back there as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm pretty sure you miss it a lot. And, and me, you know, never being there and, and, and hearing those wonderful stories. I'm also very eager to get there. So hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get there next time you go. And uh, I, I also wanted to, to re reiterate how important this partnership is for us and, and that this is, you know, something that, that really does, um, you really see a transformation in the kids that we work with. And that's, yeah. that's really awesome. And, and well, if, if you want to keep supporting this work, you know that you can you, you can go to to our web web page magicianswithoutborders.com and then there you will find a donate now a button 
that you can then, you know, select any any amount that you can support us with any and all our um, support that we greatly appreciate. So you have, uh, if you're thinking about supporting someone uh, or some organization during this time, uh, please do consider us. We think yeah. they do a great job. And you've seen the the, the, the results here with Kalyani and Dan and Jay. So uh, any last words on this conversation with our friends? I, I was just having a fantasy that uh, we've always had a juggling class at Learning Beyond. And um, I know a juggler who lives in um, Bogota, I think. Did you know? And I think if the pandemic allows it and if you feel safe uh, and we can get you a vaccine, if that'll help, uh, it would be a delight to go together. Oh, my God. Oh, it would be so, so much fun. Yes. I mean, that's going to happen. If it doesn't happen this year, it will happen. Uh, definitely. And well, I'm also looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, this has been another, uh, I, I can't tell you how, um, how happy and sort of how sad I, I, got listening to that interview again. Um, sad because, you know, maybe I won't get there for a while. But uh, like you just said, if not this year, again, you know. It so. will happen. It will happen. Thank you, Tom, so much for being here with us. Thank you, everybody, for okay. joining us and uh, or listening later to the podcast. Please do send your comments and questions. We'd love to hear from you. And, well, have a great day. Good night. Thank you again for listening. Bye-bye.